Good morning, good morning, Anchor. It's 7 million. I'm back today with another episode. I just needed to kind of reflect some things that I have been through this week and also clarify some things with me being a podcaster. So first and foremost, I want to say thank you to all the people that follow, support me, comment, follow me on Instagram. But I also want to clarify what people may be very confused about why I call my podcast Ratchet Church and why I choose to label myself as a ratchet believer in God or some people may feel like I'm playing with God when I say ratchet church and that is definitely not my intentions. I call my podcast ratchet church because I am not the typical person or the stereotype of what people may feel like a believer of God looks like. I'm not prim and proper like that. I own my truth about who I am as a person and how I choose to believe in the Lord. How I choose to believe is by keeping God first, treating everybody fairly, and cursing people the fuck out that get on my nerves or say disrespectful shit to me. This is why I am a ratchet believer in God. But I, my intentions are not to play with God. My intentions are to communicate with the people at the halfway point like myself, where we are trying to change certain ways about ourselves, but we haven't made it to fully crossing over yet. People in the church not saying all people, but people in the church look down at a person like me because I still smoke weed. Um, they, they, they consider that to be a sin, consider that to be a drug. And I feel as though I put all my cards on the table from jump because I don't want nobody fucking judging me or trying to tell me what I can and cannot do because of the stigma that I'm in the church. I don't want to hear none of that shit. I lay all my cars out from the table. I smoke weed and I love the Lord. But that does not mean that I'm playing with God by calling my podcast Ratchet Church. My podcast is more so for people at the halfway point. But let's not get it fucked up because I bitch really do know the Bible. So let's not get it fucked up. Jesus was with the prostitutes, the hoes, the people that were sinning left and fucking right. But the people that were in the church and screaming Hosanna and my savior, those were the ones that betrayed him. So let's not get it fucked up. I own my truth about who I am. If I tell a person I believe in the Lord and to follow me on Instagram, and you follow me on Instagram, and you see me telling people to suck my dick, what does that mean? You will look at me as a hypocrite. That's why I lay all my cards on the table from jump. I love the Lord. I smoke weed. I rap. I curse people to fuck out. We'll go upside a nigga head, but I'm trying to refrain from going upside a nigga head. I'm not trying to refrain from smoking weed, but... I don't 
I don't want people to listen to my podcast and feel like I'm capping about anything that I'm saying or I'm trying to play with God or I'm trying to be a hypocrite or I'm trying to condemn people to hell. I'm not, I'm not none of that shit. I'm not your maker. I'm not none of that. I'm a person that's on a journey, my personal journey with God and why I'm in transition and during my journey and during my walk, during my moments where I feel like I'm in despair, where he left me behind, where I'm going through so much judgment and torment. This is all a part of my journey and my path, but I pray when I put this out into the world that someone is able to resonate with what I'm saying. Even though I cut up and I cut up a lot, don't get it fucked up because I'm really not no dumb bitch. I know how to articulate myself. I know how to speak well. I know how to, I know how to speak well. I know how to work. I know how to hustle. I know how to talk correctly when it's time to, and I know how to cut up when it's time to as well. But I don't want you coming on my podcast trying to judge me thinking that I'm trying to play with the Lord because that is not what I'm doing. So I'm here to clarify. I am not playing with God. I am not the person that is judging you. Like I have said before, I only judge people that eat people and fuck their cousins. That's it. Other than that, I don't give a fuck about what it is that you out here doing. Ain't none of that shit, none of my business. So I just wanted to clarify that really quickly. I'm not I'm not upset. I just speak very firmly when I want a person to listen and understand that I'm not playing around. I'm not playing no fucking games. Just if you feel as though when you listen to this podcast that I'm playing with God or I'm making you feel uncomfortable with the way that I speak or the terminology that I may use, then this may not be the podcast for you. And that's completely okay. It's completely it's completely fine. I'm I'm not judging. You have to find what works for you. Now, um, I want to speak on a video really quickly that I received, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, one of the days, uh, my homie actually sent it to me with this pastor, um, stating that he is a pastor, he likes coochie and he owns who he is. And that pastor, I immediately followed him on fucking Instagram, immediately. I did not hesitate because this is what what people fail to realize is the world is changing in so many different ways, shapes, and forms. This is what preaching is going to be like in 2035, whether y'all want to fucking believe it or not. I don't want to, I don't want to listen to a pastor that I feel like is capping. Unfortunately, with being in this world and being in this life, everybody got a little dirt on them. Whether you want to believe the shit or not, I just put all my cards on the table from jump. This is what I have done. All of that. This is what I have done. This is what I didn't do. And this is what I'm currently doing right now. So that pastor, like a lot of people may have been like, Bitch, why do you think, uh, why would you want to follow a pastor like that? I want to follow a person who's honest and true to who they are and still believe in God. That's what I want to follow. I'm not, I don't care that he's cursing or none of that shit. I curse. We're not, 
we're not always going to be 100% every single day. As human beings, we be tested. So therefore, sometimes I, the way we articulate ourselves may not always be 100% correct, but that doesn't mean that we love God any less. So I don't give a fuck when nobody say this is what preaching is going to be like in 2035 and I'm completely here for it. And I did go and follow that pastor on Instagram. Yes, I did. But um, this week I have really, really been battling with um, forgiveness. Really, really been battling with it, man. Being torment behind it as well like I just felt the spirit pulling me down on my knees saying I have to let it go I have to so I decided to write a little list um just as a visual thing for me to look at and also give a brief little a brief little background on why I didn't want to forgive with this person so I decided while in my journey of writing this list and writing a brief background, I was going to speak about it on the podcast so that way people can understand or they may be currently going through the same thing. And I thought that maybe it would be something very helpful. I didn't come up with this idea on my own. Um, T.D. Jakes actually was briefly speaking about it. I, I listen to T.D. Jakes actually quite often. He was speaking about it. And I was like, that's actually a really good idea because while you're writing it down and while those thoughts are replaying in your mind what they did, that's actually giving you a sense of therapy because you're getting it out. So I said, this is going to be a really good idea for me. So why during my work week, I started writing my list on the bus. And, um... I wanted to kind of go step by step of some of the people that I wrote down. So I wanted to start off with the lady that tried to throw shit at me. Because <sighs> unfortunately, God said I needed to forgive her too. So um, my homie OG, I, I never had a chance to tell him this story. I was trying to brief him on it yesterday, but through text message, it, it, it is going to be very lengthy. So he's going to have a chance to hit his story. So the lady that threw shit at me, well, tried to throw shit at me. It didn't actually land on me, thank God, because you will be seeing a post right now saying free my nigga seven to this day. Um, I was staying at this place, which was kind of like a, a halfway house. It was ran by a church, and it was supposed to be to help people get on their feet with um, jobs, housing. I had a job, okay, um, so I was just more so looking for housing at that time. More of the story is they didn't really end up helping me, but the, at the program, there were a lot of women there you know, on drugs, and even when you try to stay out the way, sometimes trouble can just find you because that's that's what's in your midst. You're in a feeding ground with women that have been through abuse, sexual abuse, beat up by their husbands, they're tricking, they're doing this, they're doing that. I'm not here to judge nobody, 
But with me being there, all I do is smoke weed. But of course, I was looked down upon for smoking weed. And it was a lot of people there on meth. They were hiding heroin inside of their Bibles. It was a lot going on. So this new woman had came in and I just so happened to be sitting outside and the type of person that I am, I was always raised to respect my elders. So she just so happened to be sitting outside in the um, cigarette section. And even though I don't smoke cigarettes, I just used to sit out there, you know, to try to clear my mind. And um, she had already checked in and stuff, and she came and sat down next to me, and she was like, I'm new here. And I was like, hi, nice to meet you. My name is Seven. She was like, how long have you been here? I was like a, a couple months, unfortunately. She was like, do you know where I can get some weed at? Now, mind you, I I really hate when people um ask me that question because there are weed shops on every fucking corner. Okay, so already I'm looking at the bitch like you you just literally walked past the weed shop before the fuck you came in here. So now my radar is up because bitch, I don't know what the fuck you want. Number one, I don't know if you a fucking informant. I don't know if they sent you to try to figure out my fucking business. So already my my alert is up on fucking high. I said, no, unfortunately, I do not. I said, let me get the fuck away from this bitch. So I went back inside, okay? So a few days later, she and I end up getting into it. She is high on God knows what, okay? That bitch thought she was fucking Ike Turner. I don't know what the fuck line she had. Listen, honey, but she had the right motherfucking one. And once again, we are in the cigarette section. And I had some edibles on me. Um, A girl that I had got cool with inside the place, we were taking edibles. You know, pop one, go in, do what we do, go to work, blah, blah, blah. So I'm already fucking high as a kite, okay, on weed, bitch, so don't do me. Anyways... She like, you lying, bitch. You knew where the weed was at, this, that, and the third. Mind you, this bitch looked like a fucking wet seal. Hair is a fucking mess. She's just tall and big. Like, a fucking building or some shit. Like, that bitch looked like the fucking Eiffel Tower before the shit crashed and burned. Any fucking ways. So I ripped that bitch a new asshole, okay? No, 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 honey. So she like, you lying, bitch. You knew where the weed was at, and you are, oh, my God. I, I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. Screaming, right? So I let that bitch have it. I ripped that bitch a new asshole. Now, at this place, we were not supposed to fight. If you fight, you get kicked out. If you argue and they feel like the argument was too heated, you are bound to get kicked the fuck out. Luckily for me, I was cool with the security guard because I did her a favor on some shit. But it's 
it was the argument was so fucking bad that security had to come running out because I don't have time to be arguing with a bitch. I wanted to punch her in her fucking face, but I didn't want to get kicked the fuck out either. So I had to reframe myself. But in those type of places, you have to stand your ground. If anybody feel like you weak or you a punk ass bitch, they going to try you. That wasn't my first time getting into it with no bitch in there. I'm going to get into that next. Because it's like, it's, it's like jail. If you don't stand your fucking ground, you bound to be watching a, a bitch fucking panties. And I'm not doing none of that shit. Anyways, we got into it. So a couple weeks later, she ended up getting into it with somebody else. She got kicked out. So... She had been gone for like a week, but she was, um, it was this long alleyway to get to this place, like a long, long alley. And we was up in the mountains. Okay. So this was, that shit was like walking a green mile just to get to the gate for them to let you in. You know, when you come back from work, if you do so happen to work. So anyways, I had came from the weed shop, of course. Had took an edible, smoked a blunt. I'm coming off of work. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling how. I'm walking down the alley and shit. I see her. I don't pay the bitch no fucking mind. Because you can already tell she's high off of something. Because she keeps walking into the fucking gate. That are along the side. Like the fencing that is along the side. She kept walking into it. Like pacing back and forth, shaking her head, dirty ass clothes, dirty ass high waters. I'm like this bitch, just dirty. Anyways, so I'm walking, I see somebody driving down the alley that I just so happen to know. I'm like, hey, what's up? She like, where you coming from? I'm like, just getting off of work. She like, you want me to drive you back to the uh, gate? I said, no, nah, it's because it's, this was a really, really long walk. I said, no, nah, it's okay because I like to take the walk because I'm already going into a place that I technically don't want to be, but I have to be in order to have a place to lay my head. So I just like to take that walk to clear my mind and focus on what I'm about to get. When you know that you're about to go into the feet and ground us, you need to clear your mind, take time to do what you got to do, all of that. So I, I really didn't mind the walk. But anyways, I stopped to talk to her for a minute because um, she just so happened to be a plug as well. But anyways, so we was just chopping it up just for a hot second, you know, just, just regular girl shit, blah, blah, blah. So the girl walk up, she like, you dumb bitch, you got me kicked out, you got me kicked out of the fucking, um, out of the fucking place, screaming and yelling, I, I politely dropped every bag that I fucking had on me, listen, dropped all my fucking shit, I said, bitch, put your fucking hands up right now, put your fucking hands up, cause bitch, if you blow my fucking high, I'll kill you, this is exactly what the fuck I told her. So you know what this bitch did? She took three steps back, pulled down her fucking pants. She didn't push or nothing. Shit just slid out her fucking ass. Slid out her fucking ass. Didn't push or nothing. Just she the bitch ain't had no drawers on or nothing. Just slid out her fucking ass. She 
the girl that I was talking to in the car, she said, this bitch is taking a shit. And she pulled the fuck off as she should when you have a car. I said, this bitch. So I started fucking walking, right? This bitch picks the shit up and proceeded to fucking throw this shit at me. Literally. It did not land on me. Thank God. But the simple fact that you did that, you are a nasty ass bitch. Okay? Now, at this moment, I'm not fighting no bitch with shit on their fucking hands because you can easily get a fucking STD from feces. Yes, you can. If you did not know that, you need to go fucking Google that shit or pick up a fucking medical book. I'm not fighting no bitch with shit on their hands. Clean your, clean your fucking self up, sanitize your shit, bitch, and meet me at the end of the fucking alley. Period. I'm not fighting no bitch with shit on their fucking hands, but God said I gotta forget that bitch. <sighs> Next, okay, that's her incident. Next incident, she was an older woman too. Um, I got into it with a lot of older women. That's not something that I'm proud of. But at this particular place with people in these drug habits and that paranoid shit, I listen. So I got into it with um the leader of this gang, okay? I'm not going to say her name leader of the gang but mind you i'm from newark i'm from jersey there's so many gangs out in the state of california i can barely keep up with the shit i don't i don't give a fuck where it is that you saying that you from can care less the woman was hispanic she was already prejudiced against african-americans any fucking way and she was on crystal meth and she was extremely paranoid that i was talking to the managers of the place, which it was ran by a church, but it was just very ratchet at the same time as well. I'll get into that another time. Anyways, she kept saying that I was snitching on her. Now, like I said, with being in a place with all women and it's kind of like jail, you have to stand your fucking ground. If people feel like you a weak-ass, punk-ass bitch, they are going to try you. I'm nothing of the fucking sort. I can hold my own in any given fucking situation. Anyways, she and I got into it because she said... High on crystal meth, of course. You can just tell that the crystal meth was coming out the bitch pores. She started to look like the shit she was bagging the fuck up. She was selling crystal meth and and doing crystal meth. Anyways, we got into it because she said that I was a snitch, okay? She walked into my section, okay? Which was the wrong fucking thing to do. She's like, you snitching ass bitch, you snitching on me. I said, bitch, snitching on you? I don't even know your fucking name. That was my initial response. Snitching on you about what, ho? I don't even know your fucking name. She like, my name is such and such. I run say, I said, I don't give a fuck about none of that. I don't give a fuck about where you saying that you from, bitch, claiming a set from fucking Van Oz, bitch. If you not talking about no fucking PLS or a Dunkin' Donuts or Sherman Land Van Oz, bitch, I don't give a fuck what it is that you saying that you from. So we got into it. We got into it really bad. Um, 
But anyways, so that was a trigger effect because I got into it with the leader of the gang. So the two people that were associated with her gang, they approached me over that situation. So I ended up getting into it with two other girls who were from the same gang as her. And she told them that I was snitching, which was all of that shit was a lie. I was speaking with management, particularly on myself. I had to turn in my check stubs every week so they can see what kind of housing they can actually help me with. So my meetings were pertaining to me, but you cannot explain that to someone that is on drugs or believe that you are some type of snitch because just because you're African-American and they're already some type of way. So any fucking ways... That led me to get into it with two two girls who were in my age group. And I, they approached me. They both came to my section. Um, like, we gonna get you fucked up. And you got a green light. Mind you, it's two of them standing there. These bitches have cars, okay? I'm on foot. I'm on the bus, catching the bus. I ain't worried about none of that shit. I'm not hard to miss. Trust me. And these fucking fresh-ass Jordans, bitch, I'm not hard to miss. Trust me on that one. So, they like, oh, you got a green light on you now. <sighs> Whatever, hoes. The only green light I'm worried about is crossing the motherfucking street. So, of course, I let both of them bitches have it at the same motherfucking time. And then I went back to that older bitch who was the leader of the gang and cursed the bitch out again. Every time I see you, bitch, I'm going to let you fucking have it. So any fucking ways, I got into it in that in that situation as well. Um, So I ended up getting into it a lot where, you know, I eventually got kicked out of that program because I, I kept getting into it because I'm not just gonna let you know a person walk up on me and feel like they can say whatever they want to say or feel like I'm supposed to fear you because you saying that you in a fucking gang that don't mean shit to me I don't give a fuck about none of that how your hands move bitch I don't give a fuck about what game that you saying that you fucking in I don't I don't care I don't even know what the fuck it is, so it all it don't hold no weight to me because I don't even know where the fuck it is. It don't hold no weight. I'm sorry. So any fucking ways, I ended up getting kicked out of that. But God said I gotta forgive all them bitches too. Um. So I just wanted to give y'all the background on why it's hard for me to forgive, so that way y'all just don't think that I'm fucking crazy. But anyways. The people that stick out the most, that is very hard for me to forgive, is um, a son and mother. Um, this young man, he told me that I didn't have the right to believe in God, that God would never um, love someone like me because I'm worthless, I'm poor, I'll never have anything, I'll never amount to anything. And when a person is broken, it can be the wrong sentence or the wrong statement at the wrong time that can just send someone over the fucking edge. And um, 
I'm a strong bitch. I'm a solid bitch. But at that time, I wasn't going to show no weakness to him. But at that time, it really, it really fucked with my spirit. Like, maybe I shouldn't be here. So a little while later, I tried to commit suicide in Inglewood on La Brea and High Park. In this little shitty-ass motel, a lot of prostitutes and drug addicts and shit. The rooms were $45 a night. You may know what I'm talking about if you're familiar with the Inglewood area. So, um, and with his mother, uh, why it's so hard for me with her is because she tried to take my grandfather away from me because she didn't understand our relationship. Now, my grandfather, my papa, who I always speak so highly about, he and I are not blood related. Um, he's he's just a person that lived across the street from me, but my mother and his daughter grew up together. So um, he looked at her like a daughter. So when I was born, he was, you know, looked at me like a granddaughter. And um, he took me in. You know, I lived with him and his family until I was five. Um, so he's always, he's been a part of my life since I've been out the womb. Now, his mother tried to spread a rumor that I was sleeping and fornicating with my grandfather. But mind you, he's 3,000 miles away in a whole nother state. The only way I communicate with my grandfather is just talking to him over the phone. And, um... It really hurt me and it really crushed me that you wanted to take something away from me that loved me unconditionally. And I felt like that was unforgivable. I never fucked her man. I never did nothing to you. So why would you want to take something away from me when I already don't have love? I don't have nothing. I'm struggling. I'm barely making it. My brother betrayed me. I don't have shit. But why would you want to take away the one thing that loves me unconditionally, that never judged me, and that opened me with open arms? Why? Because you don't understand our relationship? Why? But God said I got to forgive him. And it's really hard for me. Even with my brother as well, because he's, he said to me, um... I wish you were never my sister. I hate you. Um, you're an embarrassment. Everybody say that you never gonna have shit. You might you might as well just kill yourself. I wish I wish I was never a part of you artist family. You just like everybody said, you ain't never gonna be nothing. You working as a telemarketer. That's a bullshit ass job. You should just kill yourself. It it was it was a lot. And um and those things really stick out me to the most because even though I'm a really strong bitch and I've endured a lot, when your spirit is already broken, it can send you over the edge. And I definitely try to take myself out. I definitely try, but I was unsuccessful, obviously, but God said, these are still things that I have PTSD about, that I still um, wake up in the middle of the night 
you know, hearing those same things replaying my head. And uh, so I just wanted to speak about it on the podcast that I'm not perfect. I'm human. I've been through a lot. And on this road and on this journey with walking with God, he never said it would be easy. He may ask us to do a lot of things that we don't want to do, but we have to do. And um, I cried out to God asking when it would be my time to get out of all of this shit. And he reminded me that Jesus went through humiliation. He never said it would be easy. Jesus had people laugh at him, spit on him, whip him, beat him. Even his disciples claimed not to even know him. All the people he had helped turned their back on him. Joseph, he didn't do nothing wrong to nobody, but they were jealous over how the father was treating him and made him a coat of million colors. They jumped him. They threw him, they threw him in the ground, sold him to slavery for money where he was beat on, accused of being a rapist, thrown in prison. So God had to remind me, this is a part of your journey. I know what those people said to you. I know what those people did to you. But are you worrying about what the fuck they saying or worrying about what I'm telling you to do? And I had to sit back, sit quiet for a moment, pray and like you're right it's just that in in this time in this day and age there's so much going on man so much but he said I have to forgive in order for me to walk with him and in order for him to shape me and mold me into the woman of faith that he needs me to be and in the journey, you're not going to get, you're not going to um, always know every assignment until it comes. All you can do is keep walking. And um, I cried out to him. I cried out to my homie as well because, you know, he and I, we talk about the Bible a lot. That's the one that sends me the Bible scriptures every morning and, um, and you know and we and I cried out to him as well because forgiveness I'm not a forgiving bitch like that I'm not but I love the Lord and I want to be who he wants me to be so I have to set my pride aside and realize that God is the vindicator of all my battles but When I was going through that, I was going to kill the gentleman that said um, I didn't have the right to believe in God. I was going to kill him. I know where he lives. I know how to get inside the building. And I know what time he comes in. Why he was saying all of this to me in the... um. 
I had a blade in my pocket because I carry one because people, you know, when you out in the streets and you don't have a place to go, you you have to have protection because people will try you, try to kidnap you, rape you, any motherfucking thing. I was going to slit his throat in mid-conversation, but I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't do it because the one thing that popped up in my head is that my mother doesn't have any money to bail me out. I don't have money for a lawyer and I can't prove people wrong if I'm sitting in a jail cell for 25 years to life. I can't change my life behind bars. That's why I didn't kill him. And, um. It was so much anger. It was so much hatred in my heart. And I had to pray for God to change that. I'm still praying on it. Because it cut me so deep. I'm still praying. And with listening to my podcast, I just want you guys to know that I'm human as well. I face adversity. I face temptation uh, to cut up, but I'm trying to I'm trying to refrain from doing those things and clear my mind. And I want to be able to make it to the land of milk and honey. I don't want to be wandering for forty years and not make it to the promised land because I let what this person say or do you know so as a believer i'm just trying to find the balance when to stand up and when to stand down and that is one of my biggest challenges right now i guess is just let whatever a person's saying roll off your back as long as they don't put your hand put their hands on you you know hand work is is something a lot different Um, so I'm just learning in my journey when to stand up and when to stand down. And it's, it's a journey, man. It's definitely a journey, but I wanted to tell y'all those little quick stories just so y'all can have a a clear understanding of what I have been through and and why it's hard for me just to let certain things go. But I'm trying, I'm learning, I'm praying, and I want to make it to what God has in store for me. He never said it would be easy, so I had to constantly remind myself of that. But, um... Thank you guys for listening today to my podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at 7spencer, S-E-V-I-N-S-P-E-N-C-E-R. Follow me on Instagram. Before I close out, I want to say whoever's listening, or even if you're not listening, You're a blessed person. You're a strong person. Your past is not going to keep you from your destiny. Keep moving forward. Keep walking with God. Keep 
continuing to try to learn. It doesn't matter if you don't have it all together right now. It's completely okay. Just keep praying, keep walking, keep talking to God. Congratulate yourself on accomplishments that you have made so far. In Jesus' name.